Amen. You guys, let's pray with me. I want to lift up people with broken hearts and, you know, the, during especially the season and time where holiday seasons and just people just start to begin hurt. And as we were, as I was, have read and unashamed, I always like to go back over it. Um, that, that, you know, we can, we can try to love him, love him, but love from a broken heart is broken love. Love from a wounded soul is wounded love. Love from a tormented mind is tormented love. And this affects not only how we love God, but how we love ourselves and our neighbor. As long as shame has a grip on our lives, to put it bluntly, our love is a mess. Amen. And let's pray for healing. Father, I just thank you. I pray for healing and restoration over every heart. Your heart that's trying to love and, and been broken and the love seems to break off every time or seems to only can go so far. But I pray in Jesus' name we declare a se- a, this, this season and time of healing and restoration and, and breakthrough and where love won't be tormented, love won't be wounded, that it won't come from a wounded place. And Jesus, you said that you, you bear all of our sins, you bore us by you were wounded for our healing. And I just thank you in the name of Jesus. I just pray for each and every person that we know and that we love and that are just trying to love from a wounded place and, and, and is scared to be vulnerable again, is afraid to open up. But in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you receive and show everyone that you are healed and that I love you, that I can, I can restore your broken soul, your broken spirit, your tormented mind, that your love doesn't have to be tormented, it doesn't have to have stage fright. In the name of Jesus, be healed. And Father, I break any, any attack of shame in the name of Jesus that try to make love feel like a mess. And Father, I just come and and just pray that that guards will be dropped and there will be an openness, Lord, that that no longer have to be guarded and and trying to protect and and defend ourselves. Father, you said vengeance is mine. So, Lord, that strengthen us to, to lay it down, that we lay it down, Lord God. Take up our cross that we follow you, Jesus. Father, refine me in the fire. I need to be consumed by you, Lord consumed by you i want to be consumed by you lord god that that i learn to love live and and most of all forgive like you forgive father burn away anything that does not desire your will to be done burn away anything that tries to make me feel condemned for loving you and and being being assured of who you are and me and i thank you jesus by the grace of god i am no longer ashamed I am no longer a mess. I am no longer wounded. I'm no longer tormented in the name of Jesus. And therefore, my love will no longer be tormented and wounded. I I will love from an open heart and not loving from a place that, oh, it's just a matter of time. Things are going too well. Something's bound to go bad. No, in the name of Jesus, we believe Romans 8, 1, there's therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. We declare this a time for shame to be broken and cast away in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, that we run to you, our first love, first love. You said, I came to mend broken hearts. 
Lord, I, I just pray. I just pray, Lord, that it's a time where heads are going to start to rise and, and be lifted up. There's going to be healing in hearts and, and minds, and there's going to be healing in spirits and souls, Lord Jesus, like never before. That deep down hurt, that deep down frustration, that deep down thing that, that steals. And, and yes, I can walk around, and yes, I can smile, and yes, I can dress up. But, but Father, you know I got it together on the outside, but on the inside is where I'm falling apart. But today that ends. Today I come united with the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and my faith in Jesus that, Lord, I am no longer ashamed in the name of Jesus. Pray, pray, stay in agreement as we go before. And, and Ms. Margina and I, we're going to go later on this month to, to visit kids in foster care. There's so much pain and so much hurt but lord we just pray when would you guys pray with us as we believe for healing in those young people those students lord god has probably been through so much just thinking gosh god i'm no good i'm not worth anything i pray that they get the message that students have been getting i never knew i could have a friend like you some believe that they can't be friends with anyone. They can't be friends because if I open up to anyone else, they're going to burn me too. So I, I stay away so I don't get hurt. But in the name of Jesus, they discover that there's no friend like Jesus. There's no friend like God. There's no friend that, that, that knows my shame and knows my mess up and knows everything about me. And you love me closer to me than my own skin, closer to me than my own exterior. And I praise you, Jesus that you are, are communing with us today and that fathers we go forth and and go out later on this month but that that, that there's going to be just a rush of healing things that have tried to twist their mind and every one of it is based on a person that was close to them someone that should have loved them and father when that love didn't happen it became a twist against their mind but in jesus name they shall have the mind of christ that father god every evil imagination shall be cast down They'll rise up, Lord God, and I believe for clarity in their mind, I declare that their mind will be arranged and organized in their thoughts, that, Father God, their, their hearts will no longer be haunted, that, Father, that the love of Jesus consume them. Father, we thank you today, Lord, that that, that shame cannot stay. Hurt people will no longer hurt people. Broken people will no longer break people. Shattered people will no longer shatter people. Damaged people will no longer damage people. Wounded people will no longer wound people. Bound people will no longer bind people. For who the Son is set free is free indeed. And you just as a moment, think not only of yourself, but everyone you may know. And it's struggling, it's hurting, it's frustrated love, frustrated compassion. But today, they're being free by the power and the name of Jesus. I pray, I pray you guys would just be in agreement with just pray for every young person in schools and we, we just, we let, let's, let's just, let's just destroy, let's just destroy the mindset of suicide right now. Let's believe with me that, that it'll be destroyed. This is a, a time that people think their gift to their family and friends would be to die. But, but in Jesus name, I pray for the spirit of life to sweep the earth to sweep lord there's a threat against the holy ground but i pray that they shall not die but live 
and declare the works of the Lord. Come on, pray, agree with me that they won't want death anymore. They won't desire death anymore. Friends got friends who got friends who, who don't love themselves, who don't believe that they deserve. But I, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you said if we'd humble ourselves and pray and seek your face, then would you heal our land, heal our land that our friends are on, heal our land that people we know are on. They're, they're standing right now on shaky ground, but we call them over to the solid rock that we stand that all the other ground Lord God won't be able to hold what God has called them to and I believe Lord God come back to living yeah yes yes feel my heartbeat again Jesus feel my heartbeat again Jesus I believe it I believe it I believe my heart can beat again for you and for my dreams and for my purpose let it come back to life again God come on declare them to come back to life I believe they're waking up alive in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I feel my heart beat again I feel it beating for the love of God I feel it beating for the will of God I feel the compassion again I didn't think my heart could beat in that area again but now in Jesus name I believe Lord God that I I I receive healing and restoration i believe marriages are receiving healing and restoration they're being revived a flatline for years but in jesus name there is a revival in marriages that there's love there's that that spouse is feeling love feeling wanted again give father god i believe i believe lord jesus that the season of death is over it's over it is lord god they shall live again they shall live again live again lord and i i thank you lord as we lift up sons and daughters and mothers and fathers and loved ones that lord jesus we bring forth healing as we show up in a mighty way thank you for life give us words of wisdom to bless those all around us and father we praise you for it. in jesus name amen 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 Amen. We preach about keeping keeping your feet, right? And that you add to that whatever you want. Uh, but I'm going to go with keeping your feet, meaning not stumbling, not falling, not continuing to fall, right? Uh, one of the gifts that ended up in my back seat from yesterday was that, uh, what's the guy? What's and the, the, It's the foot thing, the... Um, Oh, they have different scents to I don't know how it ended up in my car. It wasn't a gift I won. I don't know if they're trying to tell me some kind of message as the family. As I said, it's limb something. But anyway, keep your feet. Grounds of holiness, right? When it's stay on the grounds and keeping your feet, basically like a keeping your balance. So in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4 through 6, this is Moses, and Moses is out there in the desert. He's been out there for 40 years, and he's been uh, working for his father-in-law, Jethro. And, uh, and then the Lord, the angel of the Lord, appears to him in a burning bush. Um, and so Moses had said, i got to go over here. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. And he said, draw not hither, Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place where on thou standest is holy ground. It could have said that a lot simpler. Uh, moreover, he said, 
I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Father, we just pray, we thank you, Lord God, for your word that it'll be delivered in such a manner, Lord, that honors you and you alone, Lord. And we want you to be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I was thinking there is a threat to holy ground, right? To be able to stand on holy ground. When, when God is talking to Moses, he says, take off your shoes for you are standing on holy ground. And I think that part of it is today there's a threat against holy ground because things are called holy that really aren't holy and things that are called good evil and then evil is being called good, right? Uh, when there is a, there's an attack on holiness, the first thing to go is respect for righteousness. There's a, there's a, there's a disrespect. I mean, you can look on, on any place else, right? As you think about that, there's no way you could say something even almost offensive to anything, but except Christianity, you can just pretty much anything goes, right? Right? GD this and all that stuff. And they, they don't mind even to put it right on TV. Nothing else would be done that way or that, you know, get off the air. We want to take you off. But, but it's, there's such an attack against righteousness and holiness and, and purity. Uh, and so we, we have to come back and go like, wait a minute, that's still holy ground, right? And I'm going to make sure I don't bring anything into that ground, all right? And that's part of, of what we're doing and, 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 you know, and believe in God. So come as you are doesn't mean to approach God the same way you came, right? We love it. Come as you are. That's right. That's true. Come as you are, but don't approach God the way you came. God is going to reach out to you. God is going to minister to us, and, and God's going to bring forth deliverance to all, you know. And that's, that's one of the things that when we are ministering people, when we think about, and just this season alone, just so much hurt, so many things that have been, people have been through, and, and just being able to confront it, right? There are just times where they'll, they'll go, Tori, we're bringing you here because we can't find anybody else to confront these things with a smile, without judgment or condemnation, but with receiving, right? That we're bringing people to be able to be overcomers and not come to what they know is already hurting them, right? Come hurting, but we don't want you to stay that way, amen? That correct, right? We don't want you to stay that way. We want you to be begin to receive healing. We want you to begin to receive restoration. We want you to begin to receive, like, like the one little sixth grader told me, those fingerprints are not on me anymore, right? right? We want to be able to leave there like that. Now, I'll be honest with you. Every single time I walk away going, what just happened? I know I'm not that good. How did you know? And God's like, I'm God. And that's really a dumb question from you to ask that, right? <laughs> I'm God. And so when we look at it, as long as we're staying in his grounds and we approach God before we approach things, God is going to bring forth a deliverance and he's going he's gonna to minister through us. Knowledge of God changes the way we approach God because the relationship grows toward the calling, right? Toward the calling. Um, love, just, just uh, I struggle um, after talking with my mother because this is not the same. It's not the same. So I have to work on it. it, it I would say it takes me a week to overcome 
you know, the fact that she'll say something over and over again or I'm, I, I struggle. I struggle. Uh, I'll talk to my dad, and then while I'm talking to my dad, she'll go, hey, let me, I need to get on the phone and talk to that boy. Let me holler at him. You're like, she in the background, just, just, just herself. But then after we talk, she'll say something and just forget what she said. And so I have to pray, you know, uh, have to get past thinking, is this because of me? You know what I mean? Like, like we, you have to run that process. And so part of my believing of freedom, because I know how it can attack us, Amen. I know how I can come on us and just begin to just consume us. Like, again, I'll be five days down, and then God said, no, we, we can't. You can't go down. You need to go up, right? You need to lift up. You need to encourage. You need to bless others around you, including your mother. When you talk to her, get, go back, celebrate, when, and do some things that are celebration. So we're starting to do more things where we're, you know, where she, when she's preaching to me or praying, no problem. When it's casual, don't matter things get all scrambled. And I was thinking like, I need to approach that better, right? Because it takes me out of sorts. But God says here, right, where he says, take off that and come and get on holy grounds. Come and get in this place. Don't, don't carry that into your prayer. Don't carry that into your morning. Don't carry that into your wife stepping on you with high heel boots in the restroom where we don't know why she's wearing, but don't carry that. When things that are not godly begin to be allowed in our life, right? Um, when we allow them in our life, the more then more than just shoes need to be removed. Even though we are in the midst of a miracle from God, there are things in place hindering a message, right? If you saw a burning bush, I'm thinking, <laughs> me running in the mornings, I run here, it's jet dark. But if I see a bush burning but not consumed, God's going to have to call me over to it. Because with no water other than my sweat, there's no need for me to go visit that burning bush. In other words, the miracle of God, right, can show up, right, and, and we may not even respond to it. Because it's such a one or such an action without him calling us to it. But once he calls us to it, let's present all of ourselves, so I don't want to be covered in shame. I don't want to be covered in doubt. I don't want to be covered in guilt. And God says, take all that off. You're standing on holy ground. You don't have to cover up. You don't have to protect yourself. You don't, you don't have to. Uh, I get one, one great line in uh, the second, um, this is a horrible Hunger Games movie, was that uh, Peter said to Katniss, he says, if you'll stop looking at me like I'm wounded, I'll quit acting like I'm wounded. Right, like I mean, so, you know, like you can get. I love that book. I, there's certain songs on, uh, and I, I, what's that group called? Chip. It's not, and I always think Chipotle, but that's not the name of it. It's the group you and I know, Pastor. That, uh, oh, it's the song. My goodness, I'll find it later. I'll go get my iPhone out. It's the one we're gonna, we haven't played it here in a while. Uh, anyway, I would listen to that music. While I read and run on a treadmill, and now every time I hear that music, I can tell you what line I was in during that book, right? And, and I, I think that because then that's when I do most of my reading is on the treadmill when it's running. And if you connect worship with what you're reading, the worship will bring back what you read, right? So now as I, I said, if you can do that for the Hunger Games, how much for the God Games, right? And so as I read the Christian stuff and I put worship music on because I let the music play in the back and try not to sing because that ruins the book and that makes a chapter go from what should be 10 minutes to 45 minutes. 
because I have to keep reading the same sentence over and over again. But what happens is when I play that song, what I read comes alive again. Right? Worship is that powerful. God would send people in the battle to worship instead of fight, and you'll win the war. Right? That's the abundance of that as a, as a reader, right? Because when you take tests, and I learned this, when you take tests, right, you're not allowed to look at anything, but they would, they'd, they'd allow you to listen to music. Well, the connection was that's what I would play. And whatever I would study would revive in my heart. Okay, so we go back to those things and, and begin to pull, pull that part in there. So even though we are in the midst of a miracle, we want to be able to submit and put, that, put ourselves before God. James chapter 4, verse 7 through 8 says this, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist him and he will flee. Invite him and he will stay. Right? Hug him and he'll stick around. Right? Feed him and he'll stay. Right? Don't feed the enemy. Don't feed them and then wonder why it keeps coming back because if you, whatever you feed will come back. Right? We, I mean, our kids stay because we feed them. So we don't feed them. I want to try it. Pastor Rita does not. It's something about child issues. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Right? So God, uh, there's steps, right? We, he's, and, and I love the order. It says, you draw near to God. And people think, well, I don't have to do anything. God's going to show up to me. But you draw near to God. This is the time. I can't stay here anymore. Cannot stay here anymore. And stay in this place. It's one of the places we get to get up from every year around Thanksgiving time is our previous pastor who died with me holding her on Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving. So we have to fight through this month, right? Because the devil will tell you, your ministry started because of death. Yeah, the death of Jesus and the resurrection, right? He, what he says is true. He's just not completing who it's true about, right? And so you got to finish the sentences for him. You are, you're so right. It was death, and then the third day Jesus got up. Since then, he's backed up. We can talk about it. There was time I couldn't even mention it without it being something. Right? So God is taking those emotions and, and healing them and putting them together. Right? And so we want, what we want to do is kind of put ourselves in that position of, God, I give you this. Heal, restore. So, but it's, it's submitting to God strengthens us to resist the devil. Resist the devil. Like, like, like uh, I mean, so for those of you who are up for prayer, we've been listening to songs. And so crazy stuff starts singing the song. She knows it's been just wearing me out to worship like in tears. And she's, I was like, oh. It's all now, like, we're getting this. And so we understand there's an act of worship that's going to bring forth God, right? And that God wants to talk to us and help us and, and communicate with us. There's, 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 like, we, tell our, we say our kids are so isolated these days, right? Because they can take a phone and be in public. Never look up. Well, kids are adults, people. Let me just go with people. Let me, because the kid's like, have you seen my mama? Okay, so look. Or my daddy. <laughs> and so they can all like be right here, connected to the whole world, yet off by themselves. On the internet. Right? They got the whole world connected. They're little, little bitty gods. Got the whole world. They can connect to the whole world and be isolated. And then as, as we look at them connected to the whole world, but we don't recognize the isolation because one thing takes away from the other. 
And we're going like, oh, they're okay, just give them a phone. Submitting to God strengthens us to resist the devil. Being submerged, this means submerged, dunk me in, Jesus. Lord, take, take, take this anger away. Take from me for what I refuse to give away. Right? Like, like I'm going to give you everything but this part. Let me keep this one. This one I got to take to the grave. And God's like, I don't want you to take it around to the next corner. I want you to be able to know that you're free. So being submerged to God's authority makes our ears and heart available for his direction. Right? So it's, it's submitting, right? Most of the time if you think you're underwater, you can't hear. Anybody ever almost drowned or been underwater a long time? You can't hear. Here, my oldest brother threw me into the 10-foot end of the pool. My mom wasn't around. And then once I made it back up to the top, he goes, this is the way you learn how to swim. And he dropped me in. And I did learn how to dog pedal to the side. And then he did threaten me and said, if you tell the next time, I'll push you back out there. Right? He, he, he did that, right? Love Steve. Steve's my, my dude. If I act like anybody else in my family, I act like him. But his tactics were dangerous, right? And same thing for you. Don't ever think God is throwing you into the deep end of your hurt to leave you to swim your way out, right? God is teaching you how to swim and stay on top instead of go back and be submerged into the doubt and the hurt and unbelief, right? He's not, he's not teaching us that way. Man, I was... Two foot, something. I couldn't have been that tall. I was only, I was only eight years old. I was seven years old, so I was, had to be, like, really, they, didn't, they thought something was wrong with my growth issues. Like, I was not growing, right? <sighs> strong, strong, running man. But he threw me in that water, and I thought, this dude's crazy, and he couldn't hear me. I'm trying to scream, and I can't hear him scream and swim. And he was saying, I'm telling you to swim. It's hard to hear your directions when I'm submerged in my pain. Right? God, I can't, I know what you've said, but I can't hear you saying it when I'm struggling underneath this thing. I'm drowning in it. And they say people don't uh, drown because they can't swim. They drown because they struggle. And I struggle with that concept. Because <laughs> if I can't swim, I wouldn't have been in there struggling. If I could swim, I would just swim out. You shouldn't throw me in that water. You know, I never got even with him for doing that. God says, now it is too late. I've since know what to do. So whatever you submerged in, uh, pain, emotion, frustration, guilt, condemn, condemnation, uh, bitterness, whatever it is, let's, let's, let's dog paddle our way to the top. God never meant for you to be submerged. It's baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptism of water, but never baptism of pain. Right? He's never been for us to be submerged in that. So, any thoughts that do not line up with the word of God produces confusion and double-mindedness. So, those are things that, that must be removed on holy ground. So, come to God and say, God, I, I here, I release that to you. It's hard. I release it. I don't, I don't want to enter into my holy grounds with a mindset that covers up anything you want to heal covers up anything you want to do so we're, we're given uh and we got i get this special for a specific power conference in january there are some students want to do some specific workshops that that 
you know, I've, ha I've had done in the past. So one of them is called Haunted Hearts, and the other one is called The Big Love, right? Uh, and then there's other ones talking about sharing your story. And the one lady sharing her story is a young girl. If you look at her, never known she'd been through the abuse that she'd been through. Never would have known. And she's talking about now she's sharing her story and telling others how to share their story. But then I start telling her, because I know she's a believer, and she goes, how far can I go in my faith? I said, if that's what delivered you, share it. That's you. That's what you know you got through. And she goes, and I start telling about the song, right? I never knew I could have a friend like you. And she, she backed up. She goes, that was the biggest thing in seventh grade. I thought because of what had happened to me, I thought because someone took advantage of me, I never thought I could have friends. So I was trying to get eight. She said, she laughed too. She goes, a, a, a seventh grade boy to say I look nice. And we both start laughing. Yeah, because he probably don't even shower every day and you're trying to get his opinion. You know what I mean? Like, like that. But like when you're scarred, right, you're starting to think like, who will take these scars? Right? And, and do I have to decorate them so they can be taken? And every one of us have them. We just need to release them into Jesus' hands, right, and, and give them back to him. So as we were talking, and you, if you look at it, you're like, how in the world did this happen? Well, the devil doesn't really care about what you look like and doesn't really care about how good you can present yourself. He wants to make sure that inside he's constantly tearing you down, right? And so then I talked about make sure you share with people where you got help and how to get help and publicly, you know, what does you have to go to for? Because there's, there's free... Um, I was about to say science, not science, but therapy. We didn't go to a doctor and see Dr. Clinton. Because you got to get, get healed, right? Heal, healing comes by that way. Uh, never throw off some way God may bring the restoration to you. I'm getting mine from Jesus. That might be making an appointment at a doctor, right? It's one of the things the church has struggled with is understanding between am I going by faith or is it faithless to go? Go by faith. 2 Samuel 23, verse 11 and 12, it says this, and after him, this is one of my favorite verses. David had three, these three men of strong warriors of David. Shammah, the son of Ag the Herite, and the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where, where was a piece of ground full of lentils. Uh, and then once I looked up that word, that means beans. Okay, I don't know, I couldn't say beans, but beans. And, and people are trying to tell me lentils and beans are different, but we're going to go with them being closely related today, okay? Lentils, beans, and the people fled from the Philistines, right? But he stood in the midst of the grounds and defeated it and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. He stood in the grounds of beans. Beans could be considered worthless. Why am I going to stand and fight for beans? And, and God will share with me, we need to stand and fight for even the smallest thing. Don't let the smallest mindset get in there. Don't let the smallest thing start to take root. Get out your sword. Fight for your spot. No, I will not let the enemy tell me even the slightest you're going to die or you're going to fail or you're no good or you're no this, you're no that. No, stop and go, no, I'm fighting for my beans. Right? It may not be for your car. It may not be for your house. It may be for those beans because once those, starts, those thoughts starts to grow, the beans do turn into your marriage. The beans do turn into your children. The beans do turn into your success. You got to fight for your beans. Right? What did you learn in church? Well, 
when I walk down the aisle at H-E-B and there's beans on it, I may just start swinging. You know, just walk down the whole aisle and just... But it's the most simple thing where you cannot let anything just come into your life and start to consume you and pull you down and take you down because it's going to grow if we're allowed. Oh, that's not that big a deal. Oh, that's not that big a deal. That's not that big a deal. Now, I mean, even to this day now, I just will not let someone come to me and, and remind me of how angry I used to be. I don't even want you reminding me of that because don't cast it down. Right? Because that person cannot, that person wouldn't have handled the boot too well this morning that person might have taken the boot and set it on fire you know just that that person was not right that person had to go through therapy to get rid of that kind of anger right so we don't want it to be we don't want to play with it we don't want to juggle with my issues right just want to turn them over to God right how many of y'all got issues in your life Right? And then those of you who didn't participate or got issue of lying or not participating. So you have problems. We all got something going on, but let's give it on to Jesus so we can go on. Right? It is our fight in the field of beings that makes us rejoice in the field of dreams. Ah, that was last night. Sermon almost turned into field of beings or field of dreams. It almost, it was so close. And God goes, that's not what I said. That's just you. It's just you, right? We're trying to get to our dreams, but if we don't fight for the beans, we may get to the dream without the character to stay there. Beans give you character, spiritually speaking. You can see that not going, I'm just saying, right? Right? The rice yesterday was suspect. Just saying. Love it, but it stuck together way too well. And we didn't say anything until we got in the car. You ever do that? Everybody get in the car and like, did y'all taste something? Yes! It's when we got amongst ourselves, those who rode with me and was desiring to leave early like we did. I think we need to get together and have somebody we can fellowship with that know that they've tasted the same bad thing you've tasted and realize that was not for me. And we all agree that if something starts to happen with us all in the midst of the night, we know who to blame. But we, I prayed right then. When that was said, I prayed. Nah, we're going to be all right. We blessed it. Remember that? But it was. It, it, right supposed to separate, don't it? It shouldn't, shouldn't make a fist at you, should it? <laughs> Did. It was like... I didn't know it was black power or whatever that, but the rice wasn't moving. Like, I ate it with a fork. This is what I'm saying. Like, I could scoop it with a fork. It didn't budge. Right? That's wrong. Use the knife to cut it. Make sure that you find someone you can fellowship with. Find someone you can go to. Go to and, and grow through. One, one of the cool things about Pastor Rita, when Pastor Rita gets up and speaks for five minutes, and, and, and I remember in Washington, D.C., I spoke for an hour and a half. I gave them my everything. I was sweating. I was there. And they go, well, let's hear from your wife. Like, oh, you mean to tell me my 90 minutes wasn't good enough? No. And Pastor Rita went up. Yes. And then she just shared. Five minutes in, people are weeping. They're coming up. I'm like... I lost seven pounds in that 90 minutes, and 
you gonna give her, you know, like, and they were hugging, like, at the end, like, it was all, when we were finished, I was sitting, they were all, like, had her surrounded. Now, every time they invite me, you gonna bring your wife? No, we got children, leave me alone, selfish. But I believe whenever, us, whenever we get strong enough to share our story that you're going to be amazed how many people will need to know it and hear it. How many people will need it for healing. So when everything we do, so, no, field of dreams. I believe that standing on holy ground is where the righteousness of God is delivered to us through Jesus, right? So the holy ground, right? And when everything we do is to honor God, then the response to every area will be holy, right? You carry the ground with you. Jesus gave us his holiness through salvation. So we are made from the dust of the earth, right? We're made from the dust of the earth. And so that means you're the grounds. Grace, holiness, you're standing on holy ground, right? I'd always say all the time, we would get off the church ground when we were little to cuss, right? How many of y'all ever did that? Like, don't cuss, you're on church grounds, Right? You do that. <laughs> I love how you slowly raise your hand like you didn't want your folks to see you. Like, <laughs> like I, I know I'm 19, but <laughs> mama crazy. Holy ground, right? We would get off the church grounds, right? Say our words, jump back on it. Forgive me, Jesus. And God, as we got older, understanding that he came into you, you were the church, you ain't ever off holy grounds. I was like, oh, that's just a building. That's just a parking lot. Right? I should be right with God all the time. Sitting on holy ground. Now, if you're still struggling with words, keep forgiving. He gets there. Right? It, it's right. It's talk is cheap when the walk is weak. Oh, my gosh. Tag it. Save it. Ooh. I don't remember that. I somebody write that down. Text it to me. I know some of you got your phones out. Ooh. That's <laughs> cause right? Because you're just talking. Right? That's, there's no there's no value. Value that. There's no value in the system. All right, all right, all right, all right. Cool. Uh whoa. God, I think now I need a nap from that. It's the dust of the earth. So 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 through 15. Now, I was, I was saying this verse in our prayer time this morning, and, and, it, and it's talking about this part. And it says, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open." And my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place, right? So, so no matter how sick the land, how many of you guys have ever heard, like, this land is sick, uh, the world is going to, to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> There's a world in a handbasket. But they say stuff like that. And well, well, as a believer, we shouldn't be sending the world to hell. We should be praying for the land to get better. They call it Chirac, cause so many deaths, but we need to be calling it for Jesus, for people being healed and the violence to stop. We can't sit around and point at the problem. We must stand and pray to God to believe for it to be fixed. And what can we do to help those who are hurting? 
right? Anybody can point at it. I can't fix the problem when I'm always fixing the blame. Right? Anybody ever know you was doing something wrong and you had your blame worked out before you ever got caught? We had it figured out. I would have came home for curfew, but... And the worst thing that could have happened to us was my parents got an alarm system. You know, one of those old-timey ones where anything open, it beeped. And my mom sleeps like I do, it's very light. So she goes, dude, I've been watching y'all creep up the street because we turn off the car and let it coast. Look, I, I like how some of the adults are doing this, right? Like some of the adults <laughs> are doing this. And in West Texas, everything's flat. So once you got enough speed going, it, there's no heel to slow you down. So we just turn off the lights and just in neutral, get out of the car. My car was so old, it rained on the inside of it, right? Because it holes in the roof. We go, close it and come in the house, take off our shoes because we wore cowboy boots back then. I know y'all don't see a brother in some lizard skin boots, but we were in some cowboy boots, took off our boots, and we come in the house. Tell me to go to your room. His room was closer to theirs, you know, so he had to work. Man, every night he'd run right into something. And I'd just leap into bed and just. And she wasn't one of those who looked in to make sure you were in there. She turned the light on and ripped the covers back to see what you was wearing. Because you didn't have enough time to change. She know you didn't go to sleep and all your stuff. Y'all, the students don't even know what y'all know. Y'all tried to get away with They don't even know. I'm waiting for my kids to attempt to coast up that hill. They ain't going to make it, right? <laughs> they ain't going to make it. <laughs> they ain't going to make the hill. They will not make the hill. I sleep light anyway. I only need four hours of sleep. Uh, not lately, but in the wintertime. But... You think about the fact of, of what you're having to sneak around with and, and you're fixing the blame. I'm like this because. Before you go off because. And God said, quit fixing the blame and know that I fixed you. Receive uh, the healing. Receive the restoration. Receive the peace. Okay? So here's, a, here's the threat, right? We live in a world that calls evil good and good evil. We are not living in the understanding of God's righteousness. And, and we got what we side with is what we're going to go with. Jesus says, you're either with me or against me, right? And we got to figure that part of it where, what does the Bible say? So as believers, we have to pray over the land and make room for others to hear God's voice and receive his call. So not only when you're, when you're praying, 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 praying and believing for Chicago not to be called Chirac, but show, so shall live, <laughs> we should also, that makes room for your kid to be walking on holy ground. To be able to walk on grounds when they go into school and someone says something negative about them, they'll be like miracle was in the first grade. When they leave, so does their opinion. Powerful stuff. I was like, daddy's going to use that. I don't know where you learned it from, but daddy's going to use it. Because you need to let some people leave. Because they're messing up your ground. Right? I can't even be holy around you. You make me so mad. You make me so angry. You make me want to kill. You make me want to threat. You make me want to steal something. You make me want to go to jail to get away from you. You make, you know what I mean? Like... Have y'all read that? They, they do the color purple thing, even your thoughts. You won't even be able to think right when I'm done with you. There's no good for me to watch those movies. I only do, all I do is make fun. I find a part I can make fun of. 
No, but, but great to kill a mockingbird. Isn't that a great book to read? But if you watch the movie, I ruin it. When he was when he was testifying, it's the worst thing ever. And he was testifying. He was breathing in deep. I was busting up the ship, shiver row, and I was like, "See, that's not the part I should remember." <laughs> this is why I don't like going to the movies. I went sit in the dark. Chris is the last person. Well, I went to the movies to read, but Chris is the last person I went to the movies that wasn't a relative. That wasn't Rita. And we went and saw King Kong, and then we missed one of the best parts, cause the funniest part to us made us miss the rest of the movie. You just had something to take you right off the whole theme. Samuel Jackson. Look, I ain't even got. That's it. That's all I got to do. And it was a serious part. They're trying to keep him from doing something he shouldn't be doing. And his response was so mean and rude and funny. That is all Chris and I got out of that whole movie. Now as I watch it again on, on the regular TV, I was like, oh, that's, you know, that was good. That was a battle. They were like, King Kong was protecting his land, and he was a good king, and, but we don't remember nothing but please. And so you got to know what the rest of that was, right? <laughs> that's all we remember. You ever have something take you out of the seriousness of something and turn it into a complete joke? Don't go to the movies with me. I am of no value to you at the movies. You know who gets worse? Who's good at the movies? But until I'm there, Miracle. Miracle's the worst because I'll get her started. And she looks at me and goes, that's where I get it from. I go, well, yeah, I know. That's why I'm stirring it up so we can get kicked out and we can go to the outlet mall. I don't want to be in here. It's dark. I'm dark. Ain't nobody going to see us anyway. I always ask people, like, who's making that noise? How you know it's me? How you know? You don't know. It's dark in here. You don't know. And sometimes we like the dark because that's where we can hide the most. But Jesus is the light, right? He starts shedding light on it. He says, because I don't want you to have to hide. I want you to be in full daylight and know that you're covered. There's a difference between hiding and being covered. God wants to cover you warm. As believers, we have to pray over the land and make room for others. Joel 2.28 says, I poured out my spirit upon all flesh. So every flesh has the spirit poured upon them, but it's not awakened. It's like Adam in Genesis 2-7 until God breathes on it so it can become a living soul. We have to get it on grounds where it can be breathed upon and become a living soul. I think Wednesday's sermon is going to be about are you alive or are you living? And there's a difference between being alive and living. There's a difference between having a spouse and having someone uh, approach you and love on you, Right? Different between a wedding and a marriage, a house and a home, a job, and I'm running out of stuff, uh, unemployment. I, I don't know. I'm just, now I've gotten lost. I should have stopped. But there's a difference, right? Because I can be alive but not living. There are many people alive. They say they're not living out their dash, right? They died years ago, and they're just waiting to quit breathing. Right? And so we want to live it out. But these things can keep us from living it out if we don't keep our feet, if we don't keep our stand. So the power of a healed land is deliverance and breakthrough will become a commonplace, not just a shock. You're free? You're delivered? You no longer, like they say, my classmates say, you don't drink? You? No, not since 1991. You don't cuss? You? Like, because they remember 
Okay, no, 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 don't do that. What's the first thing they offer? Hey, let's go have a drink. That's where my palace, my pastor fellowship ends. And I go, nope, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm going to go to mama's house because what I want to say to you right now would set me back to 1991. So I'm going to do that. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 23, Jesus says, the new ground that brings forth healing that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So let me get you on the ground where Jesus is. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 through 16. Now, I'm just going to give you this verse and we're going to drop the mic. We're going to pray over you. It says, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Jesus knows that you're hurting. He knows. He knows you're hurting. He also knows that you're going to need to trust him in order for that hurt to be delivered from you. You need to trust him, not treat your hurts. Trust God. All right? Quit trying and start trusting. Tough thing when your whole goal was, I ain't going to never depend on nobody else for the rest of my life. I want to live in a place where I don't have to depend on nobody. I'm short. I'm going to do this by myself. I will get on the Ferris wheel one day. They keep having the height. So if you couldn't climb in the first chair, you couldn't ride. He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Jesus faced every temptation and was without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So grace, the undeserved favor that we receive, gives us access to God's presence through Jesus. Right? That grace gives us access to God's presence. And, and so it's, it's, it's unmerited. Jesus went through all temptation Everything. And we have to be careful, right? Because I don't know if you guys, and I used to do this a long time ago. How can someone be addicted to drugs, right? Why won't they just stop? It's ruining their life. Anybody ever thought that? Is, is anybody here like, like, and I was like, why, why won't they just stop? You see, it's killing you. And, and God says, why don't you ever stop gossiping? And why don't you ever just, <laughs> you got issues too, right? Now, just because you have issues, that don't mean I don't want you to pray for them. I want you to lift them up. But I got to get you to quit pointing because you're making their ground not holy. You're making the ground sick by your thinking about them being like they are. And you're just as addicted. You're addicted to silence. You're addicted to words. You're addicted to your weight. Anybody ever been addicted to your weight where you think you look so bad all the time? It's an addiction. Well, at least I ain't on heroin. No. You own stuck together rice. You own something worse. You own carbs. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Miss Rita said, I'm going to be back there in the youth. I was like, yeah. I can act crazy because it's been some services. I've had to keep it together. Amen. You guys bow your heads. Jesus loves the little cheering, all of the cheering of the world. Coffee tables, hushed puppies, and the, and the wheels. Once he starts praying, I'll stop.
play in. I'll stop that. Amen. As you guys are praying, Father, I pray and thank you for each and every person here. And Lord, whatever humor you brought to this, <laughs> let me blame you, um, because you know it's so hard to deal with hurts and it's so hard to deal with pain. But in the name of Jesus, we're confronting them. Thank you, Lord. Whatever got to us, it's not going to get to our kids. It's not going to get to our tomorrow. It's not going to get to our next second. Lord, I speak deliverances. My kids over my daughter, my sons. I speak over my church, Lord Jesus. I pray over the ground. Every place they put their foot, they're going to call it God's land. I declare that the land they're stepping on is healed. No more entering into their job and feeling like they're a target. That everyone's against them. In the name of Jesus, it's God's land. It's God's ground. And I declare this ground is holy. They're going to take off their accusations against me. They're going to take off their attacks against me. But first, I take them off. It can't stick to me. Lord, when they leave, so does their opinion. Thank you, Jesus, for us letting us, allowing us to let it leave. I want us to let it go, to let it be removed. Father, I never thought I'd have a friend like you, but I do have a friend like Jesus. I don't have to walk around knowing that I'm in pain and, and, I, and I got this new thing that I put up. But in the name of Jesus today, I'm healed on the inside and on the outside. I break the addiction. The addiction of hurt. I lead. Lord, you're going to take me out that I... I'm healed. I'm healed. By your stripes, I am healed. My fragile self-esteem is not going to plunge anymore. Understanding to grow is going to happen. I'm going to believe. Thank you for the wisdom and decisions to make for it. Thank you for delivering me from blaming myself. There's no way I asked for that to happen to me. Thank you for your defense. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Father. No longer I'm at fault. I'm at peace. Thank you for giving me patience with myself. Delivering me from being suspicious. How could you love me? I'm still investigating me. But Father, I praise you that they see that all the evidence have been found they've been found not guilty and able to be loved thank you Jesus the suspicion is over now there are going to be help people who help people rebuild people who build people hold people who restore people love people who love people heal people who bind up wounds freed people who lead others to freedom thank you Jesus what I thought could never come my way in this lifetime has come my way today father we receive it together today and believe that it is so in Jesus name amen amen amen